Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, my name is Mark. And uh, well, I guess before we start, um, we'll start off by saying this is actually the fifth episode we've recorded now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, episodes three and four previously, um, the recordings were kind of shit. So we're going to have to redo them at a later time. Um, if you guys have listened, um, at the end of the Jeepers Creepers episode, we did say that, or no, sorry, at the end of the Heads of October yeah. Belt episode, we said the next one was going to be Jeepers Creepers, but unfortunately, that was one of the crappy quality ones, so we're going to re-record that at a later date, as well as episode four, but we'll leave that one a secret for now, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, so tonight, we are, what's, what's the date today? December 3rd. All right, so this is our first episode of December, um, which is a Christmas month, obviously. So, Brooke, you chose um, Black Christmas. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember the 2006 one. I know I've watched it, but. Yeah. What made you pick this one? I don't know. Is this the first? Christmas movie that came to my mind. Um, there's some other ones that I really like a lot too, like uh, Gremlins and like other ones, but I figured maybe we'll save some for later. I don't know. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So we'll start off with the synopsis like normal. Um, <laughs> this is probably the shortest synopsis I've seen um, <laughs> since we've been doing this. Uh, so during their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. Uh, short and sweet, and I guess pretty much right to the point. Not much to it. No. All right, and uh, the leading cast of this starts with Olivia Hussey, and she plays Jess. Um, she is known for 1968's Romeo and Juliet, which I've never seen. Um, she played uh, Bill Dembro's um, wife in the It miniseries from the 90s. Uh, she was in the Batman Beyond animated series as Talia al Ghul. And yeah, and uh, there's lots of others, but I don't really know any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays Peter is Cared Kier Dulia. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, his name. I, it's it's, it's a different one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was in 2001: A Space Odyssey. He was also in 2010, which was the sequel to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Um, the Accidental Husband and David and Lisa. Um, Margot Kidder is one of the bigger names in this one. She plays Barb. Uh, she was in the original Superman uh, films with, uh, well, you know, you know them. She played Lois Lane. Um, she was also in the Amityville Horror from the seventies, I believe, like the original one. Um, she, I don't know if you remember this one, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was one of the voices in that. Nice. Um, she was also in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, okay. and she's in a shit ton more, but those are the big ones. 
And John Saxon, who is one of the most recognizable faces, he played Lieutenant Ken Fuller, and he's definitely no stranger to horror movies. Uh, He's in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, New Nightmare, From Dusk Till Dawn, uh, Dream Warriors. He was also in Enter the Dragon, um, that Bruce Lee movie. It was wicked. Uh, And like a crap ton more that I don't feel like listing off. Yeah, yeah, he's a really recognizable face. Um, It was directed by Bob Clark, who has one of the most interesting uh, directing resumes I've ever seen. Um, So he started off with two um, really little known horror movies called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things and Dead of Night. And uh, Black Christmas was kind of like his breakout directorial, not debut, but you know what I mean? Uh, and then he went on to direct things like A Christmas Story, um, Porky's 1 and 2, Great movies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Baby Geniuses 1 and 2. So he's kind of been all over the place. Wow. Uh, I've never seen the, um, the two horror movies that I'd stated off, or previously, yeah, but I mean A Christmas Story and Porky's are classics. Oh, yeah. um, so. Baby Geniuses are all right, I guess, if you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much it. So we'll dive into the movie discussion. And there's probably going to be a lot of spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, listen at your own discretion. Yeah. Or just watch it, come back, and listen. Yeah. All right. So it starts off. uh song White Christmas is playing during the opening credits, uh, which is pretty funny because this movie is always called Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, so the camera's on a sword house, uh, Pi Kappa Sigma. Uh, a girl walks in the house, and then someone's stalking the house outside, looking in the window. Um, kind of like a first-person look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first stalker starts climbing the vine inside the house. Uh, the girls are having a party before most of the girls leave for Christmas holidays. Um, so the phone rings. It's a long-distance call for a girl, a girl named Barb. She takes it up in the room. She takes the phone call to the room upstairs. She's having a hard time hearing. She asks the operator what's going on, and just the phone disconnects. I love how like low key this party is until the phone rings, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. like the most bumping party I on know, the block. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then it goes back to the stalker, and uh, just a quick little thing. There's a couple of these goofs in the movie. Um, when he's climbing through the window, you can actually see the camera on the shadow. Of the wall inside. The oh, house. really? Yeah. Nice. I didn't notice it, but I read up on it. Yeah. After. Um, so he, yeah, he climbs into the house, uh, into the attic. Phone rings and Barb answers. She says it's the moaner. Um, so I put my subtitles on on shutter, but they weren't working for some reason. Yeah, mine didn't work either. Okay. So yeah. If you could, like, yeah, because that phone phone call, I couldn't recognize what he was saying. Like, yeah, like you could pick out like certain things yeah. here and there, but so I was hoping maybe yours worked. But no, it didn't. didn't. So, um, so yeah, um, just heard a lot of weird noises. <laughs> the only thing I heard is he kept saying "big cunts." Yeah, like three or four times, and then like said like "oh, suck my big dick." Yeah, and then that's just being like super vulgar yeah. with him. So then uh, Barb tells him off, and then he says he's going to kill her, and then all the girls are kind of like, I oh, don't say that. Um, so then a uh, girl named Claire, she goes upstairs to pack um, to leave for Christmas vacation after Barb said something rude to her. Uh, she has a cat named Claude, 
So the stalker's in her closet hiding behind like this. It's like a garment like bag. A, yeah, yeah, it's clear. Yeah. And she hears something, so she starts walking closer to the closet and just kept saying, like, who is it? Who, who's there? And she's just, like, so calm saying yeah. it. Uh, so she gets closer, and then just the guy puts the bag overhead and suffocates her. Um, and then he carries her body up to the attic. And I don't know how no one heard or saw anything, because, like, she was only on the second floor, and, like, there's a ton of girls in there. Yeah. But anyway, I kept thinking that throughout the movie too. And then I got like, I don't know, it's a sorority house. Yeah, so maybe they yeah, just assume yeah. it's one of the girls walking around. Yeah. But. So then uh, we meet uh, Mrs. Mack and I guess she's kind of like the, the, the mother. Yeah. The house the mother. House, yeah. House mother. Um, so she's an alcoholic. She hides uh, liquor <laughs> in a book in the bookcase. And then later uh, in the movie, she hides a liquor, uh, bottle of liquor in the toilet on yeah. top of it. So she she likes to drink. She also really likes to brush her teeth. See yeah. how like hardcore oh, she was yeah, going with that yeah. toothbrush? She was going crazy. She was. It's <laughs> like, what the hell do you have on your teeth, lady? All right. So the phone rings again, and it's uh, Jess's boyfriend Peter. Um, and also through the movie, I kept getting Jess and Barb's name mixed up. <laughs> I was taking yeah. notes, so I like, kept having to go back and change it. Cause yeah. I kept just confused between the two of them. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, he tells her that uh, he's going to come meet her tomorrow. Uh, he says, I love you, and she just kind of says, I know you do. So kind of get that vibe already, but yeah. she's not really in the relationship as much as he is. Yeah. Um, so then the stalker puts Claire in a rocking chair upstairs in the attic with the, uh, the clear bag overhead. And if you've... You haven't seen the cover of like the, the movie art. Yeah, that's what it is basically. It's mm -hmm. the girl in the chair with the bag over her head. And you see her like a lot throughout the movie you too. Do. Yeah, you yeah. Do. Um, <clears throat> so the next day, Claire's dad is at the campus to pick her up. Uh, he's kind of goofy looking. He gets hit in the head with a snowball, and then uh, a guy with an awful haircut <laughs> <laughs> shows him where the house is, the sorority house is. Uh, so they're having a party for underprivileged kids. The dad doesn't really have a good feeling about the house because there's all drinking and partying. And Claire's room like, has like all these posters on it too. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe he's like kind of like a religious yeah guy. I don't know. He's a huge dick too. Um, yeah, he is. So uh, Mrs. Mack is looking for Claude the cat. Um, yeah, so Claude isn't really anywhere to be found. I also think Mrs. Mack is hilarious. Too. Yeah, she's oh, funny. She's so funny. So, uh, and I think at this party, too, Barb is, like, starting to drink mm -hmm. heavily, too, I yeah. think. She starts, like, giving the kid, like, alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. <laughs> the kid's, like, eight years old. Yeah. And, like, the dad doesn't even do anything. I know, he's just like, kind of sitting there watching sitting her, there. like, what the fuck are you doing? So then uh, Jess meets up with Peter. Uh, they kind of go back and forth. She doesn't want to have a baby. And or wants to be pregnant, and he wants her to have a baby. Yeah, uh, they get in an argument about it. Um, not very good argument. He's kind of upset. He also has a terrible haircut. Yeah, but his turtleneck was dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, stranger calls the house again. Barb answers. I couldn't tell what he was saying during this at all. I heard it was like a woman yelling, and then like yeah. a man talking. 
I kept hearing like someone look, like looking for Billy or something like that. Yeah, I heard like, Billy I'm, too, and yeah. then the next phone conversation. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Billy is like the stalker's like split personality or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so then Jess goes to the hockey rink to uh, find Claire's boyfriend, uh, tell him that she's missing, and it just goes to show like the date this came out because like the the goalie. Had like no padding yeah. on it whatsoever, just yeah. like taking these shots. That's so <laughs> crazy. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, they, she goes to the hockey rink to tell uh, Claire's boyfriend that she's missing. Then it cuts to Peter. I think he's at like a piano audition or something. And it looks like it doesn't go well. And I don't really know what that was about. <clears throat> Did we? Yeah. Because they go back to the police station too, right? Yeah, or is that after that? I think it was after that. That was after yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he has like some sort of piano edition. Like he's kind of this like. I don't know if he's trying to get into like a prestigious school. Yeah, or he if seems he's, like he it's an audition. has like a, like a rich family yeah. vibe to him. Yeah. It's an audition for something, whether it's to yeah. go to the school or. Um, so yeah, then after that, uh, Chris, Barb, and Phil, they go to the police station to file... Uh, a missing report for Claire and Phil's a girl too. I don't know what her. Like, I think it's probably Phyllis. Yeah, Phyllis. I would yeah. assume. Um, so yeah, they go to the police station, and uh, Chris is Claire's boyfriend, and he uh, he like yells at like the the sheriff, and saying like the main cop at the desk is like doing a terrible job, and someone needs to be out, out there. Yeah. Looking for Claire. Yeah, cause that that cop at the front desk is an idiot he is they're like trying to file he this is. missing persons report and he's just like completely disregarding yeah. it so i didn't write this in my notes but uh during this barb is like talking to him and she tells him she asked for the phone number of the house and she like tells him like some sex act yeah like phone number he like writes it down fellatio fellatio yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it um, so then when they're there, there's another mother there that's filing a report for a missing 13-year-old girl as well. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with the stalker that's killing the, yeah, I don't know. the house because I'm guessing it's obviously like college or university. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. So then back to the house, Barb is hammered. Uh, they're all sitting under the table and Barb's like going on about seeing animals have sex at the zoo yeah <laughs> it's super That's weird a, yeah saying like turtles can have sex for like 13 hours straight and like talk to another animal having sex and i was really weird um so then she tells them that uh they all think it's her fault that claire is missing um then phil tells her to go to bed because she's hammered so then she goes to sleep uh cuts back to peter he's pissed off so he smashes the piano um Nothing really else happens with him at that point. Uh, so then the four of them were going out with the police search to find the teenage girl and Claire. Uh, Mrs. Mack is leaving for the holidays uh, in a couple hours. She'll be gone by the time they get back. Yeah. Um, so then she's about to leave. The cabbie's there. She hears Claude in, Claude in the attic. So she goes up and sees, she sees Claire in the rocking chair and she isn't she just turns around. She's like, go like down. She like, kind of like slowly turns around. Yeah. And the killer like, um, like throws a like a. It's like it's like a, a crane. Police system yeah. or something like yeah. a block and tackle kind yeah. of. Yeah. 
has a hook in it, and I guess it like hooks in her head and then pulls her out. Um, I don't know. It's pretty cool kill, I guess. Didn't yeah. really show it too much. Um, so then the cabbie leaves, uh, and then when he kills her, he like starts like wailing and going crazy and mm-hmm. yelling and like just destroying stuff in the attic. And then I don't know how Barbie would hear any of it. I mean, she's passed there. Yeah. Still. So then the search party, they end up finding the teenage girl's body. Uh, they don't really say, they don't show the body. They don't really say like what no. happened. They're just kind of all shocked and the mother's crying and stuff. Yeah. They don't really say what happened to her or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so then the, the stalker calls again and Jess answers. Uh, I can't really understand it still. Uh, I, this is where I heard the Billy Billy. Yeah. That's all I really heard. And then kept um, saying, help me. Yeah. He's crying and started yelling. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't write it down, but I don't know if it was before this, but it has outside the, the stalker like sits down on a bench and like, you can clearly tell it's Peter because like his hair leaks mm-hmm. in turn on that kind of. Yeah. So and I kind of like know who the stalker is early on in the movie. I, I find, I don't well, know. Do you though? I thought so. We'll get, we'll get on to it. We'll get there. Um, so yeah. And then Peter like just walks down the stairs out of nowhere. Uh, Jess is then talking to the police, trying to get the calls to stop. And then Peter and Jess are talking. Peter wants to get married. Jess doesn't want to marry him. He's pissed off. And then the Lieutenant and all the cops show up and Peter storms out. Um, the lieutenant wants to put a tap on her phone and then to take a look at Claire's room. Barb's still asleep. There's a cop that's in, it's, uh, on patrol outside in the car. The uh, lieutenant leaves and then Peter's hiding in the bushes. So then he goes back up to the attic and is uh, starts rocking Claire back and forth. And then she's holding the baby doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apparently in this scene as well, there's like kind of like goof. She's like walking, getting tipped back and forth. Her eyes are like moving up and down. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice. No, I didn't notice that either. Apparently it happened. So, um, so then Jess is downstairs waiting for the stalker to call the house so they can trace it. Uh, Peter's in Barb's room. Um, she then wakes up, having a panic attack. And then Jess comes up and she says she's having a nightmare about a stranger that was in her room. Uh, and then she like has an inhaler. And I, she looks like she has no idea how to use it. Yeah, she's, she's like holding, holding it upside, upside down. down like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you're having an asthma attack. You're in panic mode, but I guess yeah. I don't know. Like you have an inhaler, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the is upstairs, and then there's like some carolers, carolers that come to the house. Jess goes downstairs to watch them, and then like I thought, like, is there still carolers around? Like these days. These days, I don't. I've never around here. Yeah, like it'd be so annoying just to have these people stroke your head yeah. and just start saving lives. Yeah, it's time. super awkward too. Like you just stand there and watch them. Yeah. Like yeah. even Jess's interaction with them, she just kind of stands there and like smiles for a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, super awkward. Um. So then, uh, goes back up to Barb's room and Peter is, or I guess it doesn't show Peter. It just yeah. shows the the stock or the hand. He grabs like a glass. Unicorn, and he kills her with it. Stabs the shit out of her. Yeah, stabs the shit out of her. Um, so, am I missing something here? What? Well, it's right at the end. 
like I know what happens at the yeah the credits yeah okay well, so like all through it I thought it was Peter too until you get to the end I thought yeah that's what I thought but then like the end is just like we'll get we'll get yeah to it. we're getting too far ahead um so then the phone is ringing and then all you hear is it's Billy uh all I heard was like a woman and then a her like a wart removed. Yeah, it's like removing <laughs> a wart. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and, but like that really like fucked with Jess. It did. So I don't know what the whole yeah spiel was. Yeah, but I like, wish my side tells worked for this because like yeah, it really would have helped to figure like what he was saying. Yeah, or if we can like go online and find the script or something. Yeah. So then um, the lieutenant calls back to Jess and says they didn't get they didn't get it. Because they need to be on for like like ten minutes at least, I think. Yeah. Talking. When I was watching it, I was just like, Jesus, how long does this phone call need to be to get it tapped? And then yeah. later on, you see the guy like at the phone, and he's like wherever, and he's through. like running through all these different. I don't even know what they're called anymore, but it's like it's almost like a big server room for like yeah. like a like an internet or like something all like the that. Lines in that. Yeah. Area code it's something. crazy it what is. he has to do to find that. It was like call. back in the olden days, like the, the girls were sitting there yeah. taking this up in the wall. And yeah. It. Yeah. So then the lieutenant um, asked Jess about Peter and like why he was so angry. I don't know if that's this part actually. I might be ahead myself. Yeah. But he's asking about Peter and like what his situation is and stuff like that. Uh, then like a cop comes into the station. <laughs> he was shot in the ass by an old man. I, I didn't get this at all. This part had me like, l- like dying laughing. The cop is shot in the ass. Yeah. And there's like 15 cops there. <laughs> and the old man's there with the shotgun yeah. still. And Luke shoots him for out, trespassing. Lieutenant comes out and like, what's happening? This like, old man's like, oh, he's trespassing my property. He's, you know. I shot him and I'll shoot him again. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they just start laughing at the cop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the guy just leaves with the shotgun like. Yeah, no I just murder. in my notes I just put what in capital. Yeah, I, like, I have a couple of wills too, but like no repercussions. Just, no, just see you later. Oh yeah, just shoot a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, at this point, so the Peter calls the house and Lieutenant wants to trace it. Um, at this point, I don't. Now that you say that, like I don't know why nobody else thinks it's Peter. Except for the lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Like he's like the only smart guy in the yeah. whole movie. So then... Uh, well, because Jess says that, like, she, oh, he would never do that. Yeah, like, he, he's but, not that like, much of an asshole or something like that. And, yeah, I like, whenever she said that, I was like, are you kidding? Like, look yeah. at everything that he's done already. Yeah. So then they're at the house, and uh, two guys from the search party show up and basically tell them to lock all the doors. One guy's like just walking with a shotgun around, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This, normal. this part was really weird too. Like the guy just peeks in their kitchen window and then yeah. like they keep trying to shut the door, but they put their foot there. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering about them too. And then they yeah. shut the door and then nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. Um, so then Phil goes upstairs to check on Barb and the door closes and she gets killed by, I keep, Whoever. Saying, I keep saying Peter, but <laughs> the stalker. All right. So then he, she gets killed. Um, so then the stalker is calling from a phone in the house, and they successfully trace the call. 
Yeah, so and then, the the guy from the phone company was like, "Oh, it's from six whatever the address is," and yeah. the detective was like, "Well, no, that's where yeah. the phone calls are going to." And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, but it's also where they're coming from." Yeah, and I wrote like, "OMG!" Yeah, like we have not obviously it's yeah. from the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they tell Jess to lock the doors. Sure, oh, lock the doors. Um, sorry, the cop in the patrol car is killed. I think he got his like throat slit or something. Yeah. Uh, so the cops are telling Jess to leave the house. Don't go upstairs. But of course, you know, she does. She grabs a fire poker and goes upstairs. Yeah, it was that idiot cop that called her too. Yeah. So I got to say, I think the fire poker like ranks on like weapons in horror movies. Like it's up there. Yeah. Because like it's any movies a lot. Any like home, in, home invasion movie. But like these days, like yeah. no one has... That's like, true. What are you going to use yeah. these days? Um, so then she opens Barb's room. She finds Phil and Barb. They're on the bed and they're both stabbed to death. Um, so yeah. then she runs downstairs. Peter's chasing her. He grabs her hair. She gets away. Um, also, when she was locked all the doors, the front door looks like she like opened the door and locked it. Yeah, I noticed that too. Oh, that's why she couldn't get out the front door then. Yeah. Because like she went to unlock the door and I was like, why the fucking can she not unlock this door? But yeah, that's true. She locked it from the outside. Yeah. So she put like a key on the outside. But I don't understand. How would you unlock it from the inside? Yeah, and like if the killer was outside. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thing. So anyway, so she can't get outside. So then she gets into the basement, locks it. Um, she's hiding it on there, and then Peter's outside, and I think there's a window there, and it's kind of like uh, it's like frosted, yeah, frosted glass. Yeah, and I think he's saying like Billy, Billy, here too. Maybe I don't know. Maybe just hear. I didn't just hear anything. But yeah. I thought he was saying something. He might have been actually. So then yeah. he breaks the window. Peter gets into the basement. Um, he like is looking for her, and then he like sees her and goes over to her. And there's just like uh, pans outside, all the cops are there. There's a bait. She screams. All of the cops just, I guess, break into the fucking door. Yeah. Like it was easy. And they find uh, Peter dead with uh, Jess like underneath him. Yeah. Kind of like passed out. Yeah. I thought she was dead too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. He's like, kind of has his head like resting on her lap, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Before all that, like, whenever she was still upstairs, like, that scene where you can just, like, see his eye peeking through, like, yeah. the back of the door, I thought that was really cool. That was cool, yeah. That's actually the picture I used for the, uh, on our Instagram story for this upcoming was it? I episode. Tell. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's a, that was a cool uh, yeah. shot. Um, so then the, the cops are all, like, they have Jess in bed and she's, like, not going to be awake till next day. So the, the, like, I guess the, the nurse or other cop is like, yeah, just come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like laying in bed. And then the camera, she's all in the house, I think. And the camera's mm-hmm. on her. And then like it pans out to the hallway and like slowly like shows up ladder to the attic. And then like the, the like door kind of like lifts open a little bit mm-hmm. and it goes in and there's the two dead bodies up there still. And then, like, goes out, slowly goes out the window, and then, like, it's like on the house, and there's a cop out there, yeah. and then the credits roll. But, uh, and then, 
I was gonna turn it off the movie right away, mm-hmm. and I didn't. And then the phone started ringing, like maybe a couple of minutes into the post credits. Yeah. So yeah, the phone started ringing. But whenever the camera's up in the attic, you can hear the moaning and shit again. Could you? Yeah. I couldn't. That's why. I didn't. I didn't. Hear yeah, that. that's why I was like, I don't think it was Peter. No. But I mean, all signs throughout the movie pointed to him. Yeah. But I, th- I don't know who it was at the end. I didn't hear the moaning. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear it again. This end scene pissed me off too. Like, who leaves a girl home alone in a house after like six other people have been killed in that house? Like, yeah, let's just leave her. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or gone on vacation. Yeah. And it's only been like a day. Yeah. But like none of the, like not even one cop stayed like at least have no. one cop stay in the well, room with her. I know, but, but still. like whenever she wakes up, just have somebody there yeah. so she doesn't fucking freak out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's it for the uh, recap. Yep. Uh, what do you think of it? I liked it. Like yeah. it wasn't like amazing. But yeah. It was cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. is that, how many times have you seen that before? That's only my second time seeing it. Oh, really? Yeah. When was the first time you watched a, it? A long time, a long time ago. ago. So this was like kind of almost like a first time viewing because it's been nice. so long since I've seen yeah. it. I was kind of glad that you picked it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess we'll go to the reviews then, like yeah. our reviews. Uh. So I gave the story a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I originally had it lower, but yeah. then I, I don't know, I kind of realized like – what era it was coming from yeah. so i've yeah. i kind of gave it some extra points for that yeah. um but i did say like it's not really much of a story um it's like pretty yeah. basic yeah. uh but it was a new concept for the time so it gets extra points for that yeah. um back then the only mainstream slashers at that time were like psycho texas chainsaw massacre a bay of blood theater of blood and silent night deadly night and all of these except for silent night deadly night were like yeah. way different than this one yeah. um and the ending kind of fucked me up, knowing that the killer wasn't actually dead and he was still yeah. in the house while she's in there all by herself. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of gave it a little bit of extra, too. Um, I gave the quality a 7 out of 10 also. Um, for the I said for the time, it's not a bad quality movie. Yeah. Like, the acting wasn't great and the kills were fairly mediocre. Um, but there was some good suspense throughout some good camera shots. I liked how they had that rig like for the camera on like for the first person view. That was cool. Um, A lot of suspense throughout the movie and there wasn't a lot of jump scares, which I enjoyed. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the, the horror came from like just the creepiness and the suspense throughout. Um, The sound design was atrocious for the most part. Um, Like whenever, during one of the phone Barb was on the phone at the start of the movie yeah. and you can hear uh, Claire and her boyfriend at the front door just as clearly oh, okay. as you can hear Barb and the yeah. scenes on Barb. But yeah. like, like I almost, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like yeah. I thought there was some other audio coming yeah. from somewhere else on my TV. Um, and I, like we've said through it, like I really wish it was easier to hear those phone calls. Yeah. Like I wish yeah. they would have upped the sound on those a little yeah. bit more. Um, Margot Kidder and Olivia Hussey were both great, but the other sorority sisters were kind of forgettable. Yeah. And, uh, like, the actor who played Peter, I'm not even going to attempt his name again, um, 
he like he was an absolute douchebag, but he did it really well. Yeah, yeah. like he was a good actor. I found found. Yeah. Um, and this one really set the tone for slashers in the upcoming years. Yeah. And John Carp- Carpenter has been kind of linked to using a lot of Black Christmas for ideas from Halloween. Oh well, yeah, for I mean, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly obvious. Yeah. After watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it for me. So for story, I gave it a six out of ten. Um, like you said, like it was like nineteen seventy four, so it was like right before the whole slasher mm-hmm. genre started. Um, wasn't like much to the story, like. But I mean, like, like you said, the ending. It might not be Peter who's a stalker. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a good twist at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And like the like suspense of them like trying to trace the phone call, they can't. She has to keep talking to this creepy ass fucking guy yeah. over and over again until they get it. Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, she seemed like she just wanted to stop these phone calls. Yeah. So story ten or story give it a six out of ten. Uh, for quality, give it a six out of ten as well. Um, just like. Some of the acting I just didn't find that great from like kind of like the side actors. Like mm-hmm. Mrs. Mack was kind of like overacting a little yeah. bit, but like the two main girls that you said like did a great job, mm-hmm. and the guy that played Peter as well, like he did, he did good. And then like uh, Lieutenant, like he's he's like the same in all the movies. Like yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. So quality gave it a six out of ten. Um, I thought like the bag like over the head like having her like there the whole movie was like really cool yeah and uh and same like leaving Mrs. Mack hanging through the whole mm-hmm. movie too like just like swinging back yeah. and forth that was cool uh, yeah so that's it for that nice so pretty similar scores for both of us all right so Rotten Tomatoes the critics consensus uh, the rare slasher with enough intelligence to wind up the tension between bloody outbursts. Black Christmas offers fiendishly enjoyable holiday viewing for genre fans. Um, the critic scores were 69% on 32 ratings. And the audience score was 75% on 22,971 ratings. So, I mean, it was pretty well received between critics and audiences. Yeah. Um, it's not certified fresh by any means, but I mean, 69% is not bad. Uh, so we'll go to the good, sorry, good critic reviews. Um, actually I asked Sarah how to pronounce this cause it's, it's spelled J O U R D A I N. So would that be like Jordan or just, or Jordan? I don't know. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Okay. Jordan. All right. So yeah. So Jordan Searles from Thrillist. Um, there's no doubting that black Christmas had all the advantages of being the first of its kind. The film stands as the mother of the modern slasher. It was able to make its own rules and subsequently created a template for the films that came after. So basically what we were saying before, we definitely agree with that. I think. Yeah. 100%. Um, Jason Concepcion from the ringer black Christmas is a pioneering jo- genre film. If you've seen a slasher film, almost any slasher film, you've likely seen the tropes that black Christmas created. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad critic reviews. Ruth Batchelor from the LA Free Press. The editing is more butchered than the victims. 
one line. That was it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then Rob Gonsalves from eFilmCritic.com. Perhaps writing in 1974, it really doesn't hold up today unless you can forget the 12,000 films exactly like it, which is difficult. So what he needs to realize is that this is like the godfather of slasher yeah. films. Yeah. Like all these other movies came from it. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. Uh, and then good audience reviews. Andrew B., really fun movie, great cast and acting, and a creepy ending. I will say, however, somehow I still managed to like the remake made in the 2000s slightly better. I gave it four and a half stars out of five. I don't know how he liked it better, but I mean, he, he gave like this one. He, yeah, he gave this one four and a half, but he liked, but he liked the one. The one from 2000 more. Yeah, so I'm guessing it, the one from 2000s was a perfect movie in his <laughs> mind. I don't know, or he's given it. A 4.6? I don't know. But yeah. Um, Kyle M. Never knew that the horror genre allowed festivity early on, especially before its own modernization across multiple eventual cult classics and favorites. But anyway, the disturbing greeting card really set up the standards for a slasher flick, then in a home invasion with a chilling masked performance accompanied by uh, intimidating cinematography that makes it more frightening and suspenseful to the frustrating point of irresolution. Three and a half stars out of five. I didn't get the first part he said. Never knew that the horror genre allowed festivity early on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he means like, by that. Oh, well, there's no like festive holiday movies like during the seventies. Like horror movies, yeah. Like, yeah well, I, I guess. Um, bad audience reviews. Cheryl E. Hours I'll never get back. Everyone in the movie was stupid. <laughs> She's a quality critic. Uh, Jacob T., some occasional scary moments, but overall boring, slow, and painfully one-dimensional. All right. So what would you give it for a scare rating? Scare rating, I only gave it a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I think after, because I'm a big dummy, I think after knowing that it might not be Peter, because I like, just totally didn't hear the moaning thing, yeah. I'd probably bump it up like, Five out of ten. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to give it a five out of ten. Okay. Um, the kills like kind of like not showing off screen, but like they weren't like right in your face. Yeah. Um, but like just the creepiness of, of the stalker, like the eyeball in the, in the closet, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, five out of ten. Fem yeah. All right. I give it a four. So I said at the time I could see it being really scary, but unfortunately for this case, we've seen way scarier slasher films. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean it's not a good movie in my yeah. opinion. It's just not as scary as all these other ones that have kind of come after it. Yeah. Um, the tension and uneasiness is high enough to give it a, give it more than a one or two. And the ending is kind of what put it up to a four for me. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, like you said, the, the kills were, I don't know. They weren't off screen, but you don't really see them. Like they yeah. were pretty mediocre kills yeah. too. Like there's a couple that were all right, but I mean, you don't even see Phil get killed. You just, no, no. so I mean, really you only, and you don't see Peter get killed either. So you only see two kills, I guess. Same with like Barb. Like it's kind of like, yeah. Like, like, like you don't see her getting stabbed. No. You see like the unit, like his hands and the unicorn getting bloody. Mm hmm. But I mean, like with the other two, like it's completely off camera. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Like yeah. it's a completely different scene that it goes yeah. back to. Uh, 
Would I survive? I said I think so. He seems to prey solely on women. Yeah. Um, and he also doesn't like try to overpower them or anything. He hides in the shadows. He hides in the closets. He waits till they're sleeping. Yeah. So it like in my mind, he is weak. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you put up a fight, he's probably going to yeah. either cower down or you're going to overpower yeah. him. Yeah. I, I said I was survive too. Like, he's probably just like that guy in the parking lot, just like, oh, well, I'll just trench coat, like, <laughs> his dick at people or something like that. Yeah. He's a weird guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I would survive for sure. Nice. All right. And the last segment is the trivia. So this film is regarded as being one of the first slasher films with Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974, A Bay of Blood 1971, Psycho 1960, and Peeping Tom 1960 preceding this film. Um, there's obviously a couple more, but those are like the main ones. They're big ones, I mean. Um, it set the layout for, such f- or for films such as John Carpenter's Halloween in 1978. However, director Bob Clark considered it to be more of a psychological horror film than a slasher film. I can... I can see can that. See that like, I can't dispute that at yeah. all. Because, um, I mean, in a slasher film, you generally see the kills happening, and yeah. there's a, usually a lot more of them. Yeah. Uh, cinematographer Albert J. Dunk created Billy's POV shots. Oh, so Billy's... Yeah, Billy's a killer. Like, that's the name of the killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah, cinematographer Albert J. Dunk created Billy's POV shots by rigging up a camera harness that would mount the camera on his shoulder as he walked about the house and climbed the trellis and attic ladder himself. So, um, this is obviously before GoPros and yeah. smaller cameras, yeah. so I can just imagine, like, the size of that. Yeah. I don't know. It'd probably be really uncomfortable and hard to climb up oh, the side of that house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the audio for the demented phone calls was edited into the film during post-production. While shooting the footage for the phone call scenes, the actresses were actually just reacting to threatening dialogue being spoken from director Bob Clark from off-camera. Um, reportedly, writer Roy Moore took in inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders that took place in Montreal, Quebec, around the Christmas season, along with the urban legend, The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. So, nice little throwback to Canada. Yeah. Uh, legend has it that this was Elvis Presley's favorite mm-hmm. horror movie, and it was his tradition to watch it every Christmas. Further, that his family would keep the tradition alive and watch it in his memory. If this rumor is true, Elvis would have celebrated this tradition a maximum of only three times before his untimely death in August of 1977, less than three years after the film's initial release. Outside. Yeah. And this one is fucking crazy. Oh my God. So NBC scheduled this film for its prime primetime network debut on January 28th, 1978 under the title Stranger in the House. On January 15th, 1978, two female students at Florida State University were murdered by an assailant who broke into the sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate, immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. NBC received numerous pleas from locals to pull the movie from broadcast in light of the crime in light of the crimes and after first stating that they would offer the local affiliates an alternative movie to broadcast they decided just to pull the plug on the movie altogether instead the film Doc Savage Man of Bronze was shown NBC instead ran Stranger in the House as a late movie on May 14th of the same year 
The perpetrator of the crimes at FSU was later identified as serial killer Ted Bundy. Damn, I was, as soon as you said, like, two sorority girls, yeah. I thought Ted Bundy right away. Yeah, yeah. so this was, like, right at that time. That's wild. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. Cool. Oh, um, the actress who played Phil. Yeah. Did you recognize her? I don't know if you ever watched the show or not back back like when we were younger. Um, she looks like she was off of like Dazing and Fuse or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was, but um, SCTV. Do you remember that? I don't remember. I said I like know it, but yeah. I don't remember watching it. She was like a big main character in that. It's basically like a, a Canadian SNL. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all like skits oh, okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, she was really funny in that. <laughs> I as I was watching, I was like, "Fuck, she does look like her." And then. I looked on yeah. IMDb afterwards and I was like, oh, it is her. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we also got uh, started a Twitter page as well. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at Podcast Elm. Um, yeah, that's the Twitter handle. So any feedback or any requests, you know, anything, just uh, hit us up. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. We're also on Instagram, uh, a podcast on Elm Street, and there's an underscore for in between every word. I don't know how uh, Mark did that. It's way too many underscores. <laughs> <laughs> it, they made me do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it for this week, guys. Hey, everybody. Sorry about this. At uh, the end of the episode, I realized that I forgot to announce what the next movie is going to be. Um, so in a couple weeks we're going to be doing Krampus Um, this is one of my favorite Christmas horror movies um, even though it's fairly new Uh, but we're really looking forward to doing it and we hope you all tune in for it thanks